and welcome into MNCAA episode number 23. I'm your host, Nick Maxson, with a full lineup tonight. Yes, we have everybody with us as it is conference tournament time. It is the week before the NCAA tournament field is announced. Uh, most of us, uh, sorry, Ryan, will be in at the NCAA field. Uh, but Ryan is uh, kind of filling in for another Minnesota State squad. We'll get to the, the Beavers in just a moment. But gentlemen, welcome to the fun zone. How's everybody doing? Is that, what, you, is, is that what we call it now, the fun zone? <laughs> it depends on uh, which flux capacitor, I guess, we're using. So <laughs> I suppose, uh, you know what, because I love to pick on my own team, I, I wonder how Noah Grant's doing uh, after getting home ice, talking a big game, Aussie's going to do some damage. And, well, they did some damage in the penalty box uh, section of the box score, uh, and not so much in the win column. So, uh, Noah, how you feeling? God, I hate hockey so much, man. Um, <laughs> you know, like, and the Wild suck too. I hope they can figure it out against Boston. But you know what, man? This is a college hockey podcast, sir. Yeah, you know what? As as much <laughs> as much as I say that I hate hockey, I'm gonna enjoy every minute of the ride. I really enjoy the bracketology stuff that comes out as we get closer and closer to tournament time, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, March Madness. Uh, it's it's all hockey. It's not basketball. It's hockey in my mind, and uh, excited to see how it goes. But I really hope the Huskies can uh, find some find some late magic because uh, they definitely left all the pixie dust back up at Amsoil the weekend before. You know how's it? I better get a switch over to Drew because uh, Drew's golfers are sitting in a really really good spot right now. Uh, Drew, how's it feel to be looking down at North Dakota right now in the standings? That must feel pretty good. Yeah, I mean. Uh... Got got to be honest. The Gophers, like we talked about it in the past too, like the Gophers got hot at the right time, man. Like it seems like in every other Minnesota team is uh, maybe not doing uh, doing the same thing. Um, but you know what? It, it, it Gopher fans have got to feel pretty good looking down at uh, a lot of the same competition that uh, for the better part of this last decade they've not really been uh, as good on. I get. I guess it's not 2020 anymore. It's 2022 right now. But uh, in the last decade, I guess a lot of the Gophers are often looking up at a lot of the in-state competition in North Dakota. So, I mean, now it's, it's nice to, to see it at the top, uh, see the Gophers kind of back where we're fans expecting to be. So and it should be a fun weekend too. We get the match. We get the, the matchup everyone's been hyping up all season, the, the Michigan Minnesota conference final. So we'll see how it now goes. we we haven't confirmed if they're arriving in Minneapolis just yet, but we'll work on that uh, mm. in our insiders shortly. Uh, but Drew, we still don't look up to the team that's just south of the Dune Sweeties. So let's welcome in Alex Michaletti for Minnesota State. Uh, Alex, uh, there seems to be no stopping you guys as again, we get a freeze frame of your, of your smile there. Um, you know, <laughs> I know that rural broadband internet is still pretty tough to get, uh, but how do you assess the Mavs are going into the, uh, the CCHA championship game here against the Beavs? Yeah, we talked last week, uh, you know, I predicted a Mankato Bemidji, uh, final. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. Uh, they're, they're a <laughs> tough team to play off some, you know, especially, or for they they really shut uh, things down and uh, uh, get her, getting uh, into a trap. Um, you can ask Wisconsin how that went uh, last year in the um, in the conference or in the NCAA tournament. They just uh, completely shut them down after getting a lead, and you know it's it's tough. So it's you know it's going to be imperative for them to to get the first one, and uh, you know if they can get their special teams going out of the map, it's really overwhelmed teams and get that top line and sure then they are talking uh announce the cc uh, teams uh we had uh dryden mckay get goaltender of the year 
uh, Jake Livingstone get defenseman of the year and Nathan Smith getting forward of the year. So pretty, pretty good. We'll fix R2-D2's audio here in just a little bit. Uh, Ryan Stieg, um, I, I got to imagine that, uh, you know, again, you're facing this same squad. Uh, he's right. I mean, the Beavers do frustrate a lot of uh, a lot of teams. In fact, uh, they frustrate them much to beat themselves. But uh, you've had some wild takes this year with St. Thomas. Uh, a couple of them actually probably should have gone your way. But is this really that far out of the equation that the Beavers can pull off an upset? Uh, at what would be the worst time for Mankato to have an upset? I really don't think it's that far out there to say it's not. I mean, I could easily see Bemidji winning on Saturday night because it's one game is different than a best of three game series because you get a jump on somebody, you can put them away early. And I think St. Thomas proved in their first game against Mankato that you can't really count anybody out at this point when you're playing in the postseason. The fact that they came so close. So I really, uh, I think Bemidji has is more than capable of getting a win Saturday night. I'm not, I don't know if I'm really going to go that far quite yet because I haven't really thought of my prediction right yet. But uh, <laughs> I I think they're more than capable of doing it, and I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Finally, uh, Sean Connery is also here. We're going to move on beyond Duluth. No, I'm just kidding. Max Beach, uh, feeling pretty good right now, I'd imagine. Uh, about a week ago, we weren't feeling so good. I uh, gave up home ice in the last game of the regular season. Uh, and then essentially uh, sudden life from the grips of sudden death. Uh, how does it feel to be a Bulldog fan after uh, the, the, the last events have transpired uh, down in St. Cloud? Well, it's middle of March. This is our time to shine. It always has been, always will be. I just can't wait for it to, to keep going here. They always seem to find a way to turn it on. And a 5-2 win where we got to see a, an actual hat trick out of a UMD player for the first time and God knows how long. It was a, a, a sight to see. It was glorious. Everything that I wanted and hoped for it to be. And then uh, on Saturday, got to watch him battle back from being down and, and just kind of you know choke the life out of all of the, the, the St. Cloud State Huskies that were out there and all the fans watching at home. So funny thing, Noah, if the fan base who's been talking the most smack, uh, they're the only ones not playing this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, but to, to be honest, I actually think, uh, and this is not meant to be a cliche answer, I think with actually losing your starting goaltender to illness, I think the week off uh, and maybe uh, look back at the video room and maybe trying to devise a little bit of a game plan maybe is probably the best thing for St. Cloud, to be honest with you. I mean, they're coming in, you know, 10th, 11th in the pairwise, probably going to be a three seed in the NCAAs. And uh, to be honest with you, I really wonder if St. Cloud can pull a little bit from all of the days of Air Force, all of the days of AIC, and maybe try to run something a little bit different. Potentially, you know, a lot of people have said they're maybe going to get potentially like Quinnipiac or somebody maybe in the regional. Uh, and, you, you know, when you have a team out east that you haven't seen uh, and have limited, you know, sample size against teams in the west, I mean, tournament time, anything can happen. So, yeah, talking a lot of smack, but at the end of the day, the NCAA tournament's the NCAA tournament, and uh, a lot of teams – St. Cloud knows this all too well. I uh, can talk a big game heading into the tournament and then have it collapse very quickly. So let's, let's, let's talk about talking big. It's because again, we have uh, all five of you in here uh, minus St. Thomas. So it's still five. Cause we have Bemidji um, between the group and I'll, I'll open up the form to whoever wants to speak first. Uh, I suppose what's just combine the two that we think are in the top tier here, Minnesota and Minnesota state between the two, who's the most dangerous team right now um, heading into the NCAA tournament. I'll speak for, you know, teams that aren't aren't my own here, but Minnesota <laughs> State is is riding riding pretty hot right now just in terms of 
everything that they know they have. And there's not really a lot of, of question marks there. They've got one of the nation's best goalies. They've got one of the nation's top scorers and they're one of the top scoring teams in the nation. They just need to play their game. They can't be put into a trap as, as we've kind of alluded to both in style of play and as the, the euphemism. But I think that Minnesota had a bit of a scare last weekend in, in Penn state only winning by one goal in a game that, you know, everybody expected them to win by a few. So they need to use that as motivation. And we've seen both of these teams fall apart in, in catastrophic fashion. And you can say that for just about any, <laughs> any sort of team in, in, in college hockey, it, it just depends year to year, but um, all of the fan bases may be, might not be nervous this weekend, just knowing that the, the actual NCAA tournament is coming up but a, a conference championship and a guaranteed number one seed and a better region makes, makes a, a heck of a lot of difference in the next couple of weeks. Ryan, I want to know your thoughts. I, I think Minnesota state is probably the team to beat of the two of them, just because I've seen them play so many times this year. I've seen them play in Mankato. I've seen them play at St. Thomas. I saw them play outdoors <laughs> during a snowstorm. So I I've, I'm so familiar with them right now. And they're clicking right now. I mean, their their Friday game against St. Thomas was kind of a shocker to everybody that they were able to just they couldn't put the Tommies away or got off to a slow start, but they bounced back Saturday night. They handled NMU a lot easier than I thought they would. I thought it'd be a much closer game, and I look almost moronic in the fact that I picked NMU to win that game. <laughs> so <laughs> I I just um I think Mankato is just the team to beat. I think they're just, I don't like to make predictions so far in advance, but they just seem like a frozen four caliber team. And I think they'll probably end up there. It just depends on the draw that they get. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly think that, you know, Mankato, obviously, you know, one of those teams that, you know, when you, when you approach close to 30 wins in a season, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter your schedule, uh, wherever you are in the NCAA, 30 wins, you know, is 30 wins. And, you know, when you're able to produce at that level, you have a world-class goaltender that is backstopping you game after game. You have, you know, top end, high end talent. Mankato is a really good hockey team. Now on the flip side, I think Minnesota, I mean, you throw them in there, uh, to be honest with you, I think that they've turned it on at the right time when a lot of people thought that they were not going to be a team that not only saying cracking the top four, but, you know, being a team that just was able to find the right formula at the right, right time, finding that defensive game that, you know, especially with a team like Minnesota, they have a lot of roster turnover year after year. You never know how that defensive core is really going to hold up. You lose your starting goaltender and they suddenly had guys step up. So um, I think both these teams do have the potential to do some damage, but I mean, to throw another piece out there, those two teams are still actually not the top two teams that I would be most terrified to get actually uh, in, in the NCAA tournament, to be honest with you. Um, they're definitely uh, up there, top three, top four for sure, but uh, not the scariest team in my personal opinion. Let's talk about DraftKings, the beautiful DraftKings. Just what a sponsor. So let's talk about it. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. My God. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, number one, figure it out. You still have a shot to light the lamp 
Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Do it right now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Go with, uh, to C3PO uh, there, bottom left of the screen. Uh, Alex, yeah, I, I have to, man. It's it's just too easy right now. Um there are other teams out there that, uh, as Noah mentioned, that maybe are scary for Minnesota State when you when you get in. Um, if the brackets come in, if it's AIC, I can't imagine um, too much of a scare there. But are there other teams out there that have you know pushed comes to shove, whether it's the regional final or the Frozen Four, that you do not want to face, or you say, "Oof, that's that's a tough matchup." Yeah, if you've uh, if you've read Max's stuff on 10K takes, definitely check it out the blogs and his uh, um, bracketology that he's been been doing. Hockey fans um, don't read. What is this? I don't even know how <laughs> I want, uh, I want nothing to do with Notre Dame. And, you know, that's who Max potentially has in the region uh, in Allentown. And uh, uh, they're a frustrating team to play against. They're extremely boring. Um, you know, uh, and so, you know, we saw Notre Dame uh, beat Michigan a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. They're, they're a tough team to play against them. So I want, I want nothing to do with Notre Dame and that might be the team that they would have to, you know, possibly play to, to get to a frozen four. So, but any team you're going to play in this 16 is, t- is tough. I mean, you know, maybe not, maybe not AIC or whoever gets the Atlantic, but you know, all these teams are extremely good. And, you know, I don't think anybody wants to play Michigan. <laughs> we still don't know if they're going to show up yet, but uh, Drew, uh, you know, again, the, the, the jury's out. It seems like Minnesota state's got the, the edge in terms of the panel here, but um Let's just say these two teams meet in the regional semifinal or a regional final or say the Frozen Four semifinal. Are you confident that the Gophers with Big Ten head coach of the year, Bob Mosco, yes, no, I'm digging at St. Cloud yet again, um, can get the job done? I think they can. And I think uh, I think last year's experience will help a little bit, too. But, you know, it's it's it is tough. And I think back to what Alex said, kind of not wanting to run into Notre Dame uh, and seeing that they beat Michigan, I think almost the same goes if Minnesota hits Minnesota state, like that, that's the same kind of, not the same boringness, but the same kind of physical and, and like just really work it out of you. And Minnesota, I think is, they're not as uh, like, I guess, dynamically skilled. And uh, I think is one dimensional, I guess, up front as Michigan is, but they're in that same category, I think more than the kind of more physical uh, Western style, traditionally Western style hockey, but, it's going to be, it's, it'd be tough. I think for the Gophers to get in a match with that. And uh, you got to score goals early. If, if, if the Gophers wanted a chance against the Mavericks, I think they need to score a couple goals in the first period or the first or second, just to like keep them at bay, you know, and just it, it, if it doesn't go to that though, and it's a low scoring, like a one two one battle, like I, I really worry for the Gophers chances in a game like that, but uh, they got everything going right now. And we'll see, I guess, the kind of another test. They haven't had a big test in a while and this weekend against Michigan. Um, although I was driving by Mariucci the other day and I did see him taping up Western Michigan signs on the door. So maybe let us turn the bus around. I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Gophers will be good as long as the start time's early, right? 
<laughs> well, yeah, and, you, and make it if it was earlier in the season. Make sure the game's not on a Friday, so we already got that. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's kick things to what each of you thinks will be their team's success as we head into the NCAA tournament. Uh, Ryan, to get into the dance, you got to win a very tough game against Mankato. Uh, first of all, we talked a little bit how they maybe could do it. Um, well, let's just say they do do it. Let's just say they they stun Mankato. They get an auto bid in. Um, do you like if you do that? I imagine confidence is high, and I mean at that point, you feel pretty good about the Beavers. I think. The Beavers would be very – I feel confident in the Beavers, and I think they'd feel confident in themselves. I mean, you just look at what they did last year against Wisconsin. I mean, someone, there was, wasn't there some guy on the East Coast who was ranting about how somebody got left out of Hockey East and Bemidji got you know, put in there instead <laughs> and how they didn't belong there and Wisconsin was going to roll over them, and then Bemidji completely shut them down? Bemidji is one of those teams that they find a way to win – and usually it's a tight game and they just use goaltending and good defense to emerge on top. And I wouldn't count them out at all. If they end up winning Saturday, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled an upset in the first round. And even then I wouldn't even call it an upset. It just, depending on who they play, you know, it could be big or small, but I, I I'm confident in the Beavers. I think they could actually do some damage if they actually get in. Max, I want to throw this to you because I think, if there's any team in this column right now, the biggest dark horse you have is Duluth because you have a certain player by the name of Ryan Fanti uh, to me, who has kind of been, uh, his name's been put on notice a little bit with how well he's played second half of the season. Um, my goodness gracious. Uh, can Ryan Fanti lead you and stand on his head and sort of drag your team into a frozen four or how good do you feel about UMD heading deep into the postseason? I feel really good about it, and that's strange to say with a team that was teetering on the, the 500 bubble there a couple of weeks ago. But when you see a team like UMD kind of shut down in the defensive zone there um, when they're not turning the puck over once a game, which has now become a, a, a standard. But when they're on the penalty kills, especially is when you see it the most, they are their stay-at-home defense. They don't get lured into anything. They're they're covering all of the wings when they need to be on the outsides, and they're just smart. They're they're kind of a cerebral team there, and, and that goes to – that shows a lot with how they've been coached and the experience that kind of comes with it. And that's just how, how they run their team up there. And as, as it goes to goaltending, as you alluded to, I think Fanti does have um, big, big shoes to, to stand in. And he, he did it last year. Um, he's done it all this year, especially in the second half, like you mentioned there, but the historical goaltenders that UMD has kind of relied on in their runs in the past, you've, you've seen it. And I think that we've got the same type of thing going this year. And then Noah, let's let's add you into the mix because, uh, well, I know most of the world is focused on Ukraine and the nuclear stuff going on over there. But if you ask Huskies fans, the nuclear bombs have already gone off in in St. Cloud. I mean, seriously, it's it, it's do or die for that fan base. Uh, things are not looking so hot, not so positive right now. Um, but as you mentioned, the tournament is a whole new season. Um, assuming they get there, which they should, barring some you know crazy upsets along the way from other conferences. Uh, but I'd imagine that the feelings right now are not great. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I keep having to tell you this, but the math says St. Cloud is in, they're already in. Um, okay. But anyway, uh, I, don't, besides, I just don't want to believe it. That's, that's but, really what but it besides, besides that piece, um, no expectations to be honest with you. And it's honestly, 
in a really stupid way, kind of refreshing to not really have the expectation. You know, you think about, you know, Drew Cove, Alex Micheletti, right? They're going in with the expectation that their teams are going to take care of business. They have that pressure behind it. The Huskies really don't have that. St. Cloud has had a, for lack of a better term, a very poor second half of the season, all things considered. A lot of good things to look forward to, but a lot of things that weren't so great. They got two weeks to figure it out. But like you mentioned, the beauty of it with tournament time is, you know, St. Cloud, they got to survive period one. Then they survive period number two. Hey, if they're still in it, period number three, you know, one shot hockey game tournament time, anything can happen. And as we've mentioned so many times before, how St. Cloud State Huskies would it be that the team that seems destined for absolutely nothing suddenly finds absolute magic? Uh, you know, and goes on a run to a frozen four. That's just the way tournament time can be. So, um, you know, honestly, sitting back and enjoying the ride, it could be one game, it could be four games. I hope it's the latter, but at the same time, you know, just enjoy the ride and hope that the boys can maybe put something together. For Alex and Drew, I'm going to do something a little bit different because, again, we I think there's a consensus in the room of, of where these teams are headed. Uh, but, Alex, what I'm going to ask you, and then I'll ask Drew, is teams that are in this room tonight – who have surprised you. Now, that could be a positive surprise or maybe a negative surprise. And you can pick one team, you can pick a couple. I just want to know your thoughts on the rest of the MNCAA field here in terms of anything that maybe you know struck your interest uh, this regular season and early playoffs for those who have completed. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really surprised that uh, the Gophers were able to hang on with uh, um, Justin Close being in that, you know, after I mean, losing the, the Richter winner in LaFontaine. <laughs> at you know the worst time was you know it wasn't Dryden McKay close. right just double check yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh there was a debate about that today with uh, with that same East Coast guy <laughs> with Mankato Twitter and that was that was a uh, quite the argument but um <laughs> but yeah Justin Close um you know he's really stepped up um he's been a rock star for them and uh they're gonna need him come you know come playoff time uh you know, LaFontaine wasn't great in the NCAA tournament last year, so we'll see if, if, if Close can can you know you know one up LaFontaine and take the Gophers to Boston. Um, you know, they have I think the Gophers have the best decor in the country. Um, you know, I think Brock Faber is probably the best defenseman in, in the NCAA, and you know, if they lose out, I'm sure he'll be with the LA Kings right after. So. Yeah, that um, they've really surprised me, and then also UMD. Um, you know, I don't think this has been one of UMD's most talented teams in the past couple of years, but you know they have a guy like Noah Cates that you know, st- you know stepped up last week and he was an absolute beast. And you know, I don't think they have as much scoring as they've had in the past, and so um, they've really relied on um, on their decor. Um, why Kaiser is just a fun- <laughs> you know he's just like Peronovich, uh, um, and. Uh, you know, he can play half the game if needed. And, um, you know, uh, that's a team, you know, once if they get in the dance, they they are contenders no matter what. And Drew, uh, same question. Anybody here um, on the panel that surprises you positive or negative? Uh, curious to know the Gophers' thoughts. Yeah, you know, I mean, especially after kind of running into them earlier in the season, I think St. Cloud and UMD was a little bit surprising, their least recent struggles. Um, especially kind of seeing the dichotomy of like not to rub in salt in the wounds or anything, but the Gophers just kind of had a really torrid stretch. And you'd think that like these really well-built college hockey teams in one of the premier conferences in, in the game, it, it, it just, it, obviously it makes sense that they kind of beat up on each other and you, you play a lot of these games and you end up with a, with a worse record than kind of indicating what your team actually is. But man, it's just so many, kind of a, a little bit of a fall for both teams. And just after for like such, uh, for how 
well built and well coached they are um, structurally. It it kind of it surprised me a little bit that uh, they kind of had these recent struggles. But obviously, tournament time, uh, if they're still in the picture, you know what? That's that, that's all that really matters at this point. So that's just kind of the one thing that surprised me a little bit this year, especially after the Gophers ran into them, and it was such that was kind of the early test to say, okay, is this Gophers team? Um, returning when it returning all these people from last year, Lafontaine was still in the picture before the Olympians left. Before we knew how good Matthew Nyes was, how a lot of these rookie, how good a lot like Aaron Huglin, Brad Pitlick, before we knew all, how, how good really all these guys were. Um, I think that was a good trial session too, and like just playing those really just structurally great teams and to kind of get a good sense of where each other is in the in the scope of the college hockey world this season. I think it was a good barometer but yeah it kind of just surprised me after seeing those games to say kind of wow the gophers kind of went on the upswing at the end and then the other two kind of on not as much on the upswing but uh yeah a little bit of a little bit of a faltering there by the end but not not, not to be debbie downer on you guys but that's just one thing that surprised me <laughs> oh no we, we we flew off a cliff we drew we did <laughs> and uh max did you hear that the worst penalty committed on st cloud ice was not committed by the huskies anyways so <laughs> <laughs> All right, there is one team that I do want to touch on briefly uh, because I think as far as obviously the, the team's performance slash record, I think actually the best story from all of us was actually St. Thomas. Well, I mean, honestly, yeah. um, you know, for those of all of us, I know who are following them along. First of all, the credit that coaching staff and Enrico Blasi did with that squad with some Division Three talent on there. Again, no disrespect to those players, but the way he made this team just continued to grow week in and week out. Ryan, I'm going to slap this to you. I mean, there was essentially that the hashtag Steak watch, you know, a couple of these weekends because of how this team really started to compete and push teams to the brink and seal wins away. Um, how fun was it uh, to cover this team in the second half? And, you know, for the fans who maybe kind of wrote them off and was like, no, this team isn't, you know, fun to cover. I think they missed on a lot of fun, actually, and a lot of drama second half of the year. You know, the first half of the year when I was covering them, I knew I, I knew in with went in with low expectations. I knew this was going to be a rough year for them. It was going to be difficult. A lot of teams are just flat out better than them in the conference and around the country. But I went in thinking, well, let's see what where I can take this. Let's see how fun this will be. In the first half, it was not easy. Um, I'm sure people weren't really exactly looking forward to reading my recaps and weekly previews. Hey, you know, <laughs> this is going to – they're going to get smoked by Mankato this weekend. Here's why you so should St. Cloud sleeps at night as they go back to game one, 12, one. But you know, the second half was fun. I, they went into the second half with that overtime loss to Michigan tech. And I feel like that was a spark towards the second half. Like tech was ranked. Then they really took them to the limit. They came back and tied them to force overtime. And from that point on, they got better and that's what, Re what Rico was preaching week after week was we want to get better every day up until the rest of the season and they did and they probably could have gotten six maybe seven wins this year ended up only with three but you know lost to Bowling Green in overtime tied tech that probably should have been a win only um lost to them in overtime beat Lake State almost beat Bemidji, lost to them in overtime, the final game of the regular season, and they were winning that game too. It just – it's like it all came together for them, and it was just refreshing after such a terrible first half to watch them. Really, all the hard work came at the right time. And it was, it was disappointing that they didn't finish the way they wanted to, but the fact that they went into the postseason and took Man the best team in the country – you know, arguably, and the number one team in the nation, 
to a 2-2 game with five minutes left Friday night and the people behind me in the suites are having panicked looks on their faces behind me wondering if Mankato's going to actually lose this game. That's something that you can build on. I asked Rico about that, and it's like, was that a statement game? And he chuckled and said, I'll leave that up to you guys in the media. So I'll leave it up to you guys whether it's <laughs> a statement game or not. But I thought it was, and uh, they're going to go into next season feeling pretty good about themselves, I think. And then real quick, uh, Alex, I'm going to throw this to you just because we haven't really got uh, a comment from you on this. How how nervous was Mav fans uh, as that game went into the second end of the third and St. Thomas was holding serve? Yeah, I mean, it reminded me of the of the NCAA tournament game against Quinnipiac. You're just waiting for them to, to take over, um, you know, and, you know, sometimes that that's that's one of the critical things about this Mankato team is, is a slow start. Um, you know, and so they, they have to get, you know, a fast start because if they can get a lead, they really start to wear out teams with their depth. Um, and so they need that first one and, um, you know, Dryden doesn't see a ton of shots. Um, and so, uh, but he's there for the, you know, the grade eight chance. So give him a lead, you know, good luck at that team. Sweet flex, bro. But uh, anyways, <laughs> one uh, one final time here, uh, guys. What I'm going to do is uh, we're going to do uh, the, the chirp a bit here just because I think it's my favorite one. I'm going to start with you, Alex. Now, why? Now, to, to put this in perspective, here's yeah. what I want you to focus on. I don't care if you pick on one team in this room or if you pick on the rest of the four. Why is your team better than the other four? Why is your team going to win a national championship? And the gloves are off. I don't want to see this white gloves, you know, you know, you know, I guess verbal friendly, radio friendly KFN bit. I want to see the gloves come off. So why why are the Mavs the best team, and why do they beat every other team in this room? They got the best goalie in the country. He should get Heard the record before. this year. I don't Heard care about before. Northeastern. Northeastern's, you know, I mean, they're not a great team. Um, you know, I think uh, they got a rock star, Nathan Smith, that wants to win a national championship. He came back for a reason. Um, I think they got the best coach in the country in my case things and uh, they're ready to get to Boston and, uh, you know, bring noise. Well, since no other team was called out in your rants, let's go over to Drew Cove. Uh, <laughs> Drew, same question here. Can you do me a favor and at least call somebody out for me, please? Can we do that? That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, I will go with, uh, with Alex Micheletti here. Uh, there know. we go. Wow, one, of the, one of the, one of the, Dryden McKay is one of the best goalies in the country, but uh, I feel like uh, his, his starting counterpart uh, with the Gophers, who used to be a third stringer for the Gophers, uh, has given him a run for his money lately. So Zero Richter awards for Dryden McKay, by the way. I got to say, yeah. Uh, the Gophers have a history of winning Richter awards lately, so maybe, just maybe, it'll <laughs> come out uh, in Justin Close's favor. He might, yeah. Yeah, who knows? But, <laughs> but uh, I mean... You know, I, I think the Gophers have the full package right now. They're they're streaking. Um, uh, sorry, that's all I got to say when it comes to to the to the, the chirping part to somebody else. But sorry, Alex. But the, I mean, I oh, think the Gophers have the complete package. They got the good. Uh, they got the they got a goaltender that's performing well out of nowhere at the right time. They faced a lot of adversity this year, beating, uh, uh, kind of making it through a stretch without three of their best players. And uh, Ben Myers is number one, kind of their sole kind of leader right now. Um, in terms of the way he plays uh, and the results he gets, he's he's going to be on an NHL team, I think, once the playoffs are over. Um, and I, I think any team that has him is kind of like a bottom six, uh, bottom center is going to really, really appreciate his work ethic, especially come playoff time. And I don't 
actually think he's going to be able to be playing in the playoffs. But either way, it's going to be, it's going to be necessary for one of those teams to have uh, a guy like that on their team if they want success going forward. Um, but I think uh, it just especially with the forward group, um, they've really turned it on. The young guys have turned it on. Uh, the older guys, obviously, Stanley Walker this past weekend, kind of the savior in, in the end in the end of it there. Um, but yeah, they just got the complete package, the like <laughs> the great decor, goalie playing really well at the right time, and uh, a bunch of forwards willing to score at just about any point. So, I mean, I think I see them as a frozen four team, but uh, I mean, it, it's going to be tough either way because you can't lose from here on out. So we'll we'll see. Drew, every other guy out there that has a Tinder profile just reread their uh, their their profile opening statements. I've got the full package. Anyways, so Ryan, uh, how would you stack up against any one of these guys here in this? Uh, can you tell me? Can you call somebody else for me? Can you can you give them a little, you know a little a little fun? Because I mean, come on, you can certainly beat those last two performances. Let's go. Well. I covered St. Thomas for the season, so I don't know how great it sure. You're Bemidji right now. <laughs> but <laughs> since I'm stepping into the Bemidji role, uh, okay, first I'll go at Alex. I mean, you guys struggled <laughs> against St. Thomas Friday night. I mean, what makes you think you can't do it against Bemidji? Bemidji's even better than St. Thomas is. I mean, come on. And Dryden only faces so many shots a game. I mean – how good is he really when you think about that? Whoa, I think Caleb whoa. I think Caleb used that as an argument, right? Didn't he oh, do he that does. once in an argument? I think he yeah. did, yeah. And, <laughs> and for those who are curious, Caleb Peabody is always right. So yeah. yeah. He, he's never wrong. He's never I wrong. wanted to see if anybody was gonna respond to that. So Husky Dryden, sweep. If Dryden only gets fifteen if Dryden only faces fifteen shots a game, can you really judge him for being as good? I'm sure that's probably what those Hobie people are probably thinking. You know, if they're debating about him in the Northeast. <laughs> a certain college hockey news guy. Yeah. Yeah. All these, all these experts, right? Uh, Max, okay. I, I have to give you the first punch here because uh, I know Noah's chomping at the bit. So uh, <laughs> the floor is yours, sir. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's certainly a way that I want to see the, the bracket unfold here. And I've, I've done probably a hundred different uh, mock-ups here and I, I want to see Minnesota in the tournament. I want to see St. Cloud in the tournament and I want to see Minnesota state in the semifinal. Cause I know they can't make it to the championship. So whatever way that rolls out, like I know we can beat all three of those teams. It doesn't matter which way or what order as as long as we're facing Minnesota state Mankato in that semifinal game, it's a, it's almost a guaranteed stamp victory. Wow, that was wow. short. Um, short wow, and geez. blunt, though. Short and I, I will blunt. say one okay. one nice thing, as far as St. Thomas goes, before we get too far gone, and I totally forget, <laughs> if you had to put the over-under on doubling their wins for next year, I'll take the over every time. I think a lot of us would take the over. Mm-hmm. I'll take the over on that, too. Um, I'll take the, also the over on St. Cloud halving their wins next season. Noah, <laughs> I think it's your turn. Oh, I'm up. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to go for it because the Huskies have absolutely nothing to lose here. And I don't think I I do either. So sweep, uh, right? Total yeah, sweep. Yeah, totally. Uh, so number one, St. Thomas, enjoy the tea time. Number two, Bemidji State, enjoy being the, in the poor man's group of Minnesota. Uh, your tournament hopes won't last very long. Max, I cannot wait to watch the Bulldogs lose their magic coming into the tournament. And it's going to be exciting to watch the St. Cloud State Huskies go farther than Duluth simply because 
Easton Brodzinski will come up to you and personally shake your hand and tell you exactly how good the Huskies found some magic in the NCAA tournament. Shake, shake their head or shake their face mask. All right. <laughs> depends, depends how much Neutrogena wants to sponsor that face wash. Drew, I wish you the best of luck uh, for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I got to be honest with you. I really hope that they get the early slot. And if they don't, uh, I don't think Bob Monsell is going to save you. He never did for the Huskies. And Alex. <laughs> Mankato, you know what? They've got a chance. They've got a really great hockey team, but you know what? 0-6 before last year. Uh, Dryden McKay, he's a good goaltender, but uh, not really good with the redirects in front of the net uh, with a minute left in a oh. hockey game. We'll just, oh. <laughs> that way. So, uh, yeah, St. Cloud State, uh, State Natty Champs, vindication for UMass last year. Let's do it. Oh, and might as well throw it in there. Hey, Nick, you're looking what? a little old. You're looking a little old today, and I like it. Where'd you see that profile picture? <laughs> was that uh, was that the cane sauce I got on my hair? Maybe that's what it was. My yeah. Goodness. Well, hey, you told me that I was chomping at the bed. I've seen you chomp a lot bigger things when it comes to chicken. So, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, was it was it one chicken finger or twenty chicken fingers? Holy <laughs> hell! I was, <laughs> I, was, I was I was trying to keep the reference about as PG as I possibly could when I, when I said chomping. You at don't hold so. back. My goodness. You know, I I don't, to be honest with you. You know, I, Nick, I, I wanted to say this, though, if I may interject, since we didn't go in there. You don't but... interject, you just talk, so I'll listen. It's fine. Okay, I got to be honest. Can we talk about how scary Denver is, please? Nah, you and me twice. Yeah, so you're not going to beat him a third time. Simple. Um, You know... <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest with you, I mean, I, Michigan, I think, is a dangerous team, but they're young. I think Denver, top to bottom, uh, I mean, their weakest link is probably their goaltender, Magnus Kronup, and even then, he's he stood pat. I mean, from their freshman group all the way up to their fifth years, uh, we were talking about teams that we wouldn't want to get in the tournament. I got to be honest, whoever's going to get Denver going down the stretch, I think they are a complete team. They they honestly scare the heck out of me, and I truly honest that they could win their second national championship in whatever it's been, six years or something like that. Um, they're a scary hockey team. I don't know about any of you guys and what you guys feel, you know, who is your guys' scariest team, but I I don't know unless Duluth can find some magic this weekend. I, I they scare me as a hockey team, to be honest with you. So I had AIC is my most serious <laughs> team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a husky fan. Come on, it makes sense. <laughs> Anyways, I, boys. You know, I, think Go ahead. You have to, I think you have to be scared of an Atlantic hockey team at least a little bit. Because yeah. yeah, you know, they've shown that every any team that comes to you from Atlantic Hockey yeah. has shown RIT too. I have nightmares of them. So yeah. <laughs> you have don't RIT, it... you have AIC, Air Force has done a lot in the past. I mean, it's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started. And I was also there for Holy Cross. Love you, Drew. But the yes. other thing, the other thing is like this year has been a weird year in the NCAAs because a lot of teams that you know are supposed to be quote unquote easy wins gave a lot of these higher up teams, you know, a tough time. I mean, Ferris state gave a couple of teams a run for their money, you know, St. Thomas giving Mankato a scare as well too. I mean, I, uh, you know, Minnesota, their own scare. I mean, Penn state's a little bit in kind of that mid echelon, but I mean, that could have been devastating as far as getting a regional. Um, it's been an interesting year for college hockey and it's been hard to compare a lot of these teams from the East and the West. Um, but still just watching Denver, uh, they're a team that in my opinion scares me. Um, but honestly, I, I think all the teams coming in, I think Mankato's a scary team. Duluth, you guys find a way to somehow not lose for whatever reason when it comes to playoff time. 
is this finally the year that the Gophers actually find some magic in the NCAAs and finally get back to the Frozen Four for the first time in a long time? And does Bemidji State stock the, stock, shock the world and become the 2017 Ottawa Senators where they lock it down and find a way to get a couple of wins? I mean, uh, it's going to be an interesting tournament, and I think I speak for all of us when I would say I'm pretty darn excited for this thing. Max, can you do me a favor and pull the uh, platform underneath Noah's feet? That'd be great. Um, <laughs> I'll certainly try. I've got. Uh, I've actually booked my tickets to Denver, so hopefully, if UMD's in that regional, I'll be. I'll be out there <laughs> next week, regardless. I think there's. If there's one final thought from all of us here in this room, is that no matter what happens, uh, Massachusetts is the state of hockey. Let's all remember that. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, guys, I think we are going to wrap things up here on the Minnesota. Uh, NCAA, MNCAA, that was completely botched, but that's just how most of these teams will go as we go into the playoffs. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us here on episode number 23. Please follow us on social media at MN underscore NCAA, and be sure to check back with us here next week as we continue to follow not only the conference term, but also the NCAA term.